Hello, and welcome back to Witch Alone's podcast. I'm your hostess, Danielle, and we'll be continuing with the mini-series on diving into basic practice techniques. While this isn't really a technique, we will be discussing practicing solitaire versus joining a coven. Compared to the last episode uh, and the one before that, and probably the next episode, this one is going to seem pretty short, as it will be completely biased based entirely on my own experiences and research. I am in no way about to tell you that one way of practice is better than the other, but I have only ever worked alone, so that is kind of where my heart lies. Basically, because I've only worked alone, I will probably never feel comfortable working in a group. Uh, that is purely based on the fact that I still feel like I'm always learning and would never want to embarrass myself in front of others. That is totally uh, a me thing, and it's not the most healthy frame of mind, but I'm working on it. Um, there are obviously some pros to working on your own and some cons to working on your own. So. Uh, pros would be you can kind of just do whatever you want whenever you want. Um, if you suddenly need to do a spell for yourself or for someone, you can kind of just go ahead and do it. I'm not sure if it's the same in a coven or if anything you do has to be done, you know, with the guidance of your elder. Um, I don't really know how that works. But if you can only do spells when you're with your coven mates, that kind of puts a damper on your own personal practice. I doubt that's what it's like, but that's, I don't know. Um, you can schedule to do your rituals and your celebrations whenever you want. Um, obviously some people, you know, covens probably would want to do them as close to the actual date as possible. I'm sure every witch wants to have their celebration as close to the actual date as possible, but that might not be available to them. Like say you work 12 hour shifts and you're going to be working like completely through a celebration so you're going to be working the few days before during and the few days after the sabbat or the full moon you kind of can't like you can't just not go and you can't stay up for 24 hours or 36 hours so that you can celebrate so i'm not sure if there's a like i'm not sure if you'd be penalized for not being able to do that i would like to think that you wouldn't be but if i was in a coven and i couldn't make it I would feel guilty, like I was letting my coven mates down. So when it's just me, I don't feel guilty. Well, I feel a little guilty, but it's mostly just about me. I don't feel guilty for other people. You know, I'm not holding anybody back, is the point. If you, if you choose to work solitary, you are completely uh, in control of your own research and learning. Um, some covens, especially if you're going to join a Wiccan coven, may, might require you to do the 365 days of practice, 366 days of practice technically, um, which, you know, again, if you can't do every day in a row or something like that, maybe they say like you can't join or it just takes forever to be part of the coven and then, you know, maybe you get, you get into it and you're like, wow. I don't want to be here, you know? You know how sometimes you go, you try your hardest to get into a program for university and you're like, yeah, I've been working for three years to do this. And then you get into it and you're like, this sucks. This is not at all what I wanted. I 
you, you don't know, right? Um, so at least if you're on your own, you kind of have your own, um, you can just learn at your own pace. You don't have to, you don't have to be, you don't have to feel pressure to learn something or, you know, get it right or get it wrong like you did in school. I hated that. Or if you have to take tests, like I don't know, I would hate to try and take a test when it comes to trying to get into a coving. Solitary might also be a better fit for people that are still in the broom closet. Um, I'm not sure how easily you could be able to convince your family or your friends that you're going to a normal societal thing. Um, I don't know, you want to try and be like, oh, I'm going to knitting group or something. And of course I pick knitting because I'm an old lady at heart. Um, you know, it might be a little bit easier to be solitary, which if you're still in the broom closet because you can control how much your family or your friends see. Whereas if you're in a coven, like, I don't know, maybe someone accidentally lets it slip when they walk by you on the street or, you know, maybe you get a letter from the coven about new things that are happening or something like that. Like, I don't know. Um, it might be a little easier or safer that way. Now on the opposite side, cut out the pro of working in a coven and the con of working solitary is that they do keep you accountable. They do help you learn um, and they can help you get into the groove of practicing and celebrating with the wheel of the year around the same time that the actual celebration is, which can be helpful if you have a hard time with your own self-discipline. Like yours truly, right? Like if I had been in a coven, who knows? I would maybe would be a little more in tune to the world around me because I would have just learned about it and gotten into the groove of it kind of the same way that you just grow up in this society with Christmas and Thanksgiving and Halloween. Like the first of October hits and which or not, my entire house is decorated, but you know, like the first of September hits and I'm not always like, oh, I should decorate for Maybon. It's kind of it's something you have to get in the groove of and I feel like if you were in a coven and you had all these friends that you can that you could rely on you would be able to fall into that thought pattern a little bit easier which might make learning and feeling more confident in your craft easier um, again if you are in the broom closet and you join a coven and the inevitable happens where unfortunately you get kicked out or something like that you have this whole family of witches that would probably be willing to take you in. Like I know if I had a coven mate, especially a younger coven mate, like if someone was 18 or 19 and they got kicked out of their house because they're practicing witchcraft, I would absolutely take them in because like I know how nerve wracking it can be being young and coming into this path, especially in a religious family, like as uh, accepting or non accepting as they may or may not be, it it's still nerve wracking. So you do have I would assume you'd have a safety net of working in a coven. Um, so you have, so there's another, there's another pro to working in a coven. The only other thing that worries me about covens is that I've heard way too many horror stories 
about people joining covens and it's very obvious that the high priest or high priestess is using it to their advantage uh, and they they are forcing people to spend a lot of money or to do things they're not comfortable with or when someone wants to leave they don't let them you know I've heard that a few times of people being pretty much held prisoner in their coven because they're not allowed to leave not like not like leave the building like they're not like being held hostage but like they can't leave the group if they either don't connect with it anymore or are feeling scared for their life and I've heard that way too often so it that worries me about working in a coven or being part of a coven unless I'm literally making my own um, so that would be something that I would also consider looking into if you ever want to join a coven. I'm not really sure how you would go about doing research like that without sounding fishy and possibly making it dangerous for yourself, but it's definitely something to think about. That's kind of all I've got for solitary versus coven. Um, in the end of the day, like I still advocate for solitary. It's just, it's easier for me. Uh, it's also, it means there's no guarantee there's a coven in your area. I've never looked up covens in Toronto. There's probably a few. I just have never looked them up. Um, and if you are part of a coven or you've made a coven, like it, this is by all means, like no disrespect. This is a totally personal view and things I've heard. Um, and people, there are people that I know that love being in covens and they love working with other people. And there's nothing that says you can't practice solitary and celebrate holidays with other witches. Like you don't have to be part of a coven to celebrate holidays together. Like I celebrate holidays like, like Valentine's Day and family day and Christmas and stuff like that. Thanksgiving with my friends, they're not family. And even though it's holidays that are mostly reserved for family, it doesn't mean that you have to only spend it with them so the same thing would go for our holidays and our celebrations like if you have witchy friends that you want to work with like work with them just because you're working by yourself doesn't mean you have to do everything by yourself you can definitely call on friends to um, up a spell or get together for a sabbat ritual dinner or do the whole ritual together or things like that like just because you choose to work alone doesn't mean you have to do everything alone. So just keep that in mind. Fortunately, that brings us to the end of this episode. Make sure to subscribe for new episodes and updates and leave a review if you can. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and newly to YouTube with subtitles for the hearing impaired, unless of course YouTube has updated and they've taken that away, which is completely useless. If you're on Instagram or Twitter, swing by my page under the same handle, which alone, and if you follow, make sure you say hi. I love meeting new followers, and even if I don't message you back right away, I do read them all and I will message you back.